0: what's up everybody it's x reachy here bringing you back live f1 podcast this week we're going to texas for the u.s grand prix yeehaw at the circuit of america is there in austin it's your boy x Reachy J- jk it's andrew cleary sporting a nice
1: southern accent how you doing today there johnny yeah it is good to be back in texas What's up guys? It is X Richie. Welcome to episode 8. I just want to say Andrew, that wasn't bad. Yeah, I I've, I've kind of tried to perfect it. My, we used to go to like South Carolina
0: every year for a golf trip and as soon as we got down south past like Charlotte, the drawl just kind of came out. Hit up hey, a y'all. hit up a cracker barrel, have a nice little fried chicken breakfast.
1: Also, uh big uh thing to say, welcome back Erica. We missed mm-hmm. you in the last episode. Thank so you. Um, we did okay. I wouldn't say it was great, uh, all joking <laughs> aside, uh, but we're really happy to have you back. And um, it is episode eight of the F1 podcast. It is me, Richie, you know Andrew, you know Erica, and we are very excited to be back in North America. This is the first time a race has been here in two years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so how have you guys been since the last race in Turkey? I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs> okay.
0: Great. I've been, I've been good. You know, I went to, uh, uh, this past weekend, we went on a boys trip to, uh, cobble beach near Owen sound to play some golf. Like one of the top golf courses in Canada from a public, from a private standpoint. So that was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, you know, pretty busy with just like general work and life and, um, excited to have racing back in North America. It's going to be weird
1: watching a race at four o'clock in the afternoon, as opposed to getting up for like eight, nine AM. It's like, you're going to actually have to turn one of those TVs while you're watching NFL football and like actually put the race on. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out my setup to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> it's been I- very confusing. Like I'm so used to having like the mornings while I'm eating breakfast, watching the race. And then I'm doing stuff in the afternoon that now I'm like, God dang it. I gotta try to rearrange this all now. And I don't like it. And I'm so used to my routine for all this. So be fun though.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, like, yeah, I think we've been lucky that every time we've had a race or even qualifying, it's been either 8 or 9 a.m., the occasional 10. So I'm kind of excited. I think a lot of the drivers, as we've been seeing online, are really embraced being back in the United States. Um, you're seeing them going to basketball games, you see them hanging out with celebrities. For God's sakes, you see Daniel Ricardo, literally in his elements, like him and Max Verstappen going boot shopping. I think you mean uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so how many, how much you want to make a bet that he doesn't even make it on the podium or finishes the race on Sunday? I think
0: he's, act- <laughs> I think he's going <laughs> to that- finish in the top five.
2: Oh, geez, you're way more optimistic than I am. Um, as much as I'd love to see a Danny Rick podium, and I think it would just be. A great end to this week we've had leading up to it and also if you don't think that a with a giant cowboy hat on is going to be entertaining i would like to tell you that you're wrong
0: <laughs> i would love i would love to see a danny rick podium because then you can just fire off a nice cowboy boot fill that up with some beer or for some champagne and just go to town
2: Man, cowboy boot Chewy. I wasn't even th- I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking of like ten gallon hat, and that's where my focus was.
0: <laughs> that would be another classic uh, Chewy, quote unquote. That'd be an- That'd be sweet.
1: Honky tonk with a bootstock. Because I think the that. hats. This-
0: I think like the. Uh, right. fir- I think the podium hats this week are actual cowboy hats, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, they purposely. Uh, I think they purposely do that for this this weekend. That's pretty wicked. Uh, so actually before we kind of dive a little bit more in some of the news that we've been seeing, any takeaways from Turkey other than, okay, actually, Andrew, I got a question. What what was Sebastian Vettel thinking using softs when the track was still relatively wet? Like I I get it. You got to gamble when you have to gamble, but I kind of was very disappointed in the four-time F1 champion to do that. Like I felt weird. See yeah, that. I think just because
0: I think it came to a point when, like, the – because the intermediates have just, you know, they become a pretty solid slick tire after, I think, 20, 30 laps, right? So, I think you kind of misjudged it based on that. But, yeah, and I don't know, it's a real big gamble. Either works or it doesn't. It doesn't, so he's got to pay the consequences. And that was kind of a – I don't know. I think it wasn't a good move. I th- <laughs> Aston Martin this year have done a really bad job. Just, I think they, they've been back – They've they've fallen back due to the aerodynamics, I think this year is going to be a bad year. Just it's been a bad year overall for them. Case in point with regards to last race. I do think though, that um, they're playing the long game and they're going to be very good for years to come, but this year is just kind of kind of like it's, it's a setback for sure. But knowing Lawrence Stroll, he doesn't like to lose and he'll do anything in his power to put enough money into that team so that they don't lose anymore. And they start, start to win exactly. Cause Cash is king in Formula
1: One. Uh, Erica, anything stood out for you from the Turkey Grand Prix?
2: I think it was just a very interesting race in terms of tire management. And I know we're so used to talking about it, making fun of Lewis Hamilton and stuff. But once again, I mean, there's some interesting things happening with his idea of strategy versus his team. I mean, to pull him in with a few laps to go, which pretty well cost him the win when you think about it but had he listened to his engineers and come in several laps earlier when they were asking him to, it would have given him more time to make a move and potentially end up in a better, better position. So, uh, I mean, snaps for Ocon going an entire race without changing his tires. Uh, I, I mean, that was insane because it was definitely a tricky race and with everything that was going on on the track to survive on a set of inters for an entire race is something I was definitely not expecting. Um, but I mean, great work to a lot of the drivers. I mean, I, we'd talked briefly signs got his first driver of the day and it was definitely well-deserved a lot of great moves on his part, but I just got to look at Hamilton and be like, man, if you're not complaining about your tires after like two laps of using them, you're pushing yourself too far to the point that you're not making any strategic moves by going into pit. So got to hopefully, you know, he can take that as a good learning going into these last few races of the season and not make the same mistakes twice. So he's still competitive for that championship title.
0: Because last, like in Russia, he listened to his team when they go into the inners and that, you know, allowed him to be the, the winner of that race. And, uh, you know, team I think made a good call would have made a better call to come in a few laps earlier, as Erica mentioned, and you should have listened, should have listened to them again in that case, because he was dropping off pace pretty quick.
2: Absolutely. against Sergio.
0: And then that's when he kind of, it was more, it was like, yeah, they're coming in or you're go, you're staying out the entire time. And it was, you know, it was at the really bad end of the uh, coming in portion uh, coming in part of the uh, race. So yeah, yeah I, go ahead, Reggie.
1: Oh, sorry. No, uh, I hate to interrupt you there. Sorry, Andrew, but no I, I think especially with these last couple of races, it's like this communication and like the trust between the driver and his engineers has to be like very like on point it can't be this wishy-washy you gotta you're coming in and we're telling you you're coming in or like stay out if we think that it's it's doable but yeah i mean acon stayed out the whole race but he only what jumped two spots was it really worth staying on those tires the the whole time yeah. to go from 12th to 10th but uh I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons learned for a lot of drivers, whether they're inexperienced or like a veteran like Hamilton. Um, and the season's really showing it, I think, and, and that's what makes it so exciting. And I, I'm I'll be I'm I'm really excited for this weekend. Not only that we're going back to North America, because obviously, um, you know, we were excited for the Montreal Grand Prix, and it had to get canceled. Um, but it'll be nice to kind of just see crowds in the United States again, watching an F1 race. And like, to be honest, it'll be my first ever U S Grand Prix watching it. So
0: I, uh, want to commit actually, Johnny, I got a question for you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ferrari's upgrades on their engine? Because they've, you know, last race to look pretty scary in terms of, uh, like, I,
1: I think they had, they had one of the better performances of the weekend. I, I, there's no secret that um you know they said uh, earlier that they're not we're not going to get some of their upgrades until I think it was after the Italian Grand Prix and you're starting to now see that in the car and like how Leclerc is consistently you know fourth place in Turkey uh, well, you know Russian was not a good example but like they're they're really kind of pulling pulling together and Carlos signs you know getting driver of the day and he didn't even expect it um I don't even, I, I don't think a lot of people realize but if you get driver of the day vote, then you automatically go into an interview after the race. And I'm pretty sure I forget who the, the reporter was, was just asking like, Oh, you got driver of the day and Carlos. is like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> First time he's ever won that in his career. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it was be exciting. Um, and I think uh, everyone who saw the news, uh Benonto is uh, staying back. I think it's two, two races to really focus on the car uh, and the engine for next year. And, I think there will be a lot of heavy emphasis on Ferrari to really uh, you know, I think this year was obviously going to be like a recovery year, but to actually really compete for potentially third or even well at this point, probably second uh, to be back the, the, where they used to be fighting under uh, Vettel. But yeah, I was excited. Um, kind of will be interesting to see what, how this weekend goes. I don't really know much about this track to be quite on quite honest. So, this my week, knowledge of it. Oh, oh go ahead, Erica.
2: Is it, my knowledge of it mostly stems from the fact that all of Hollywood's best and brightest like to strut around the pit lane. Uh, that is the extent of my knowledge.
1: <laughs> of I think, didn't Will Smith uh, wave the, the finish, the, the checkered flag last time? I remember he taped Lewis Hamilton up. No one? Well,
0: fun fact I think so. The last time they had a race in 2019, um, Valtteri won, but with his second place finish, Lewis Hamilton won the 2019 World Drivers Championship there.
1: Oh, interesting! Oh, yeah, right.
0: So that's his last time being in the U.S. And uh, you know, with the six point gap that he's behind now with against Max, that won't happen <laughs> this week. Um, but that's got to be some good vibes for Lewis going into this race. Uh, this track, I think, is pretty interesting. It's got a kind of a bit of a mix. Uh, it's got some of the uh it has like the Suzuka kind of style S's at the first part there. The the I think the real key, the real cool portion, I think, or the real um much action is going to be on that first lap on the first turn where it goes up the hill, has that sharp turn left, and then it goes right down into the Suzuka style S's. And I think that'll be kind of an action area this weekend for some overtaking and um along the uh, big back straight there so uh, i i it looks it looks like a really fun track a lot of the drivers love racing on these track on this track so i think it's going to be a really good quality race this weekend i'm,
1: I'm um, hopeful. hopeful sorry oh no my e- erica no it's, i know sorry we're doing this really late so we're kind of all been thrown off <laughs> erica go ahead I, i've already talked enough
2: no, I'm excited to see how this goes. I mean, this isn't, like I said, it's not a track I'm familiar with, but I know even just from a couple other series of racing that have been there over the years, it's it's been very exciting to see the type of competition that we've had going on and the quality of the racing that's come out of it. And also I think what's a really neat feature is that, I mean, so many times if we see tracks with a lot of interesting turns, you don't really get a neat or clean back straight of sorts where, you know, if you've got two cars with good pace coming out of them, they can really jockey for position uh, and make the use of that. And we've got a bit of a feature of that here in the track as well. So I think it'll be great to see some of the skilled drivers. I mean, like we've seen Alonzo, Danny Rick make some awesome moves coming out of corners this year, which will prove to be really entertaining for everyone. But we're also going to be able to see a little bit of giddy up in the cars from Mercedes and Red Bull if they're trying to make use of those straights, which will keep everyone competitive. And I'm hoping will keep us on our toes instead of just having a runaway win, kind of like we saw with Bottas last week in Turkey.
0: Yeah, I was reading a report today that um, Verstappen, they're confident that they can turn, that they can get their first win at the Circuit of America's. Uh, against Lewis and you know these last six races are going to be pretty much a slugfest I, I think like uh, especially with the back and forth that's been going on like all year we've been treated to such an amazing uh, race from the driver's side I think Mercedes is pulling away on the constructor side and I don't know if Red Bull can get the port the 40 point gap closed in enough in time by the sixth rate by the end of the year um, but I think uh, yeah, this week is going to be another slugfest between Lewis and Max, and it should be really interesting.
1: Who do you who do you got money? Who do you think that's going to pull it off this weekend?
0: Well, uh, Proline Plus is saying that it, Lewis is the favorite at one point eight seven to one, um, and Max is the se- is the second favorite at two point three five to one, and then it drops off significantly to Valtry at thirteen to one. So <laughs> I think that they're really focusing on those two to be. Uh, a slugfest. I, I I think I think Mercedes have really improved their pace, and that's going to really be a really big show, especially in those quick corners, um, in the quick U-turn, like kind of like the Sochi style U-turn there, uh, as well as down the main straight. So I, th- I I want to say I'm going to give the advantage to Mercedes this week in that, but you know I've we've said that all year,
1: and <laughs> I've improved wrong many a time. <laughs> You don't want to go with Haas this time since they're their home <laughs> team? No, but hey, Q2 appearance for Mick
0: last last race in Turkey. Very exciting. He was pumped up on the radio. I loved it too.
2: <laughs> he actually swore that time instead of self-censoring. <laughs>
0: it was great. I don't even know. if I, I think it threw his engineer off a little bit because they had to go into a new mode that I hadn't heard all year
1: like uh, oh wait what do i do right now <laughs> yeah. um are, are we gonna i think we already talked about this in the pre-show but Kimi Raikkonen, um since this is gonna be his last season did he uh, i think he made a comment at the press conference saying that like he's gonna miss i, I don't know andrew what was it he's gonna be missed or no he, he said brings that like- excitement he said
0: something along the lines of that. He's going to easily replace the adrenaline from formula one in his daily life. And I was like, I'm like, does this guy really does not give a shit about racing. He's just, he's just a hobby. And I love him even more now because I wish I could get to a point where I can do something so well and consider it just a hobby.
1: You, you won't pull over the middle of a race and just get on your uh, yacht in the middle of Monaco. <laughs> oh, I, I wish oh that that is such a ball move like that's such a baller
0: move We gotta love it you're like oh gets knocked out of the race so i'm just gonna walk over to my yacht and watch it from there until i have to go back to the garage after the race that is so sick
2: i mean if ever there were a way to spend your time that would be the way to do it right <laughs> oh, yeah. but now there's the piece of me that's just like what can what so knowing that kimmy thinks of driving an f1 as like a hobby I'm curious what he interprets the level of adrenaline in it to be to replace in his normal life. Like is he just gonna see like how fast can he ride his bike to the grocery store? like what what is it that he's going to do afterward?
0: <laughs> I think uh, he might do I don't know if he ever does like MotoGP GP because he did NASCAR. he's done Formula One. I, I wonder if he interested in like doing the motorcycling or the motorbike racing. Um, but I think he might want to probably spend time with those kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Kimmy's kind of a family man down and under deep and down. No,
1: one no one knows about, but I think. He- did you, did you guys see uh, Nico Rosberg? He posted on his uh, Instagram. He's like, Oh, I'm going to be interviewing an F1 champion. Who is it going to be? And I first thought like, I was like, Oh, it's going to be Lewis Hamilton. I'm like, Oh, can you imagine if he's like, I'm going to interview Kimmy Reikun. And I'm like, what kind of podcast episode would that be? <laughs> He actually
0: did a really good one with Jensen Button. I think that was the one you're talking about. Yeah, he he's talking about who's who's, because Jensen has had the illustrious opportunity to be both Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton's teammate. And it's crazy how highly they speak of Alonso for, you know, for a guy who's only won two world championships, how everyone was like how much respect he has among the entire um, formula one paddock and the former racers and current racers. So it just goes to show how good of a legacy um fernando has and how great he is to come back out of retirement and
1: race for alpine do you remember that og podium where it was like fernando alonso Kimi Raikkonen, and michael schumacher oh. it was just, oh. it was just like the podiums of all podiums i forget someone's gonna have to write down what grand prix that was but yeah that was uh that was a pretty uh starstruck uh podium not saying that the ones now are but
2: I also just want to point out that Andrew is like, for a guy that only has two world driving championships, I'm like, yes, only two. you are you
1: comparing two. him to he's like got, Lewis? He's got, one more, he's got one more than Kimmy. He's got one more than one one Kimmy. He's got one more than Jensen.
2: Think about how many people race in F1 and like maybe never even get a top podium. Nevertheless, world driving champion.
1: You <laughs> go. <laughs> he's he's got he's got more (laughs) wins than uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) too soon (laughs) or alex more wins than alex albon ooh Mm. Uh, he'll be he'll be back he'll be back yeah yeah he's very young um anything else that we think that's gonna pop up this weekend i like i i'd be curious to see if ferrari can compete um i think ferrari's gonna be very competitive this week I, I, Johnny, I wouldn't want to show, I'm not going to sell your team short. I think Ferrari is going to be one of the top teams in the, this weekend. I think we're, I think we're line of a podium as long as like nothing really happens. I think we might get like a third place podium, which I'll be proud of. I think that's
2: number- that's hoping McLaren will end up on there instead of Ferrari, if at all possible, because a, I just want to see Zach Brown happy. <laughs> and B, you know, I kind of want, I mean, of course I'm putting my money on Lando over Danny Rick for that, but.
0: But I think to John's point earlier in the show, I think McLaren's kind of getting wrapped up in the whole weekend. I'd, it'll be really interesting to see if, uh, how well Danny Rick performs and how Lando performs because I know Danny Rick's going to be driving one of old Darryl, Dale Earnhardt's uh, NASCARs that has that um, Zach Brown has in his collection around the Circuit of Americas this weekend. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain that focus all weekend. To
1: get that uh, w uh i you know what's the best thing about racing in austin it's gonna be nice weather all weekend got no rain
0: yeah thank rain. god like i could love me a good rain race but like i think we need the, a dry race it'll be great
1: here um so just look at the time podium predictions who do like, you think we're gonna be on the podium
0: Ooh, ooh good question
1: I'm gonna. Oh, I'll start. I'll start to give everyone some time. So it's always uh, us that
2: goes first. It's about time you went first. Yeah, the you go first, kid. Okay. You know what? I,
1: like, I'm not gonna argue it, but okay, <laughs> I'm just coming so...
2: out to assassinate everyone's character tonight. Whoa, kind of whoa! This
1: this pod is on fire tonight. I think it's because <laughs> we're in Austin. That's why. So, I'm gonna say Hamilton is gonna squeak by today. Just uh, I feel like Mercedes has the has the edge going into the U.S. Grand Prix. Um, Do I see Max, maybe number two? Probably, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go. Hamilton, Checo and Sainz. That's going to be my podium. And Checo did some sick burnouts in uh, Dallas. If you guys saw that on a, uh on on the social media
0: did you see that uh red the, the Red Bull car that they were driving through Fifth Avenue in New York City that that was pretty
1: sweet too. Was that like a, a 2010 uh yeah I think it was a car on, yeah I think so just just by the nose it kind of looked like a the car that like Sebastian Vettel drew um sorry drove when he was with uh, Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Erica what are your predictions?
2: So uh, similar to what Richie said, I'm going to put Hamilton first. I just think between the car, the drive he's got, it's it's a pretty safe bet to think that he's going to be up there at the top. Um, I'm going to say Verstappen second because I think he's, you know, hungry gunning for it. This is a fast car with a lot of good pace to it. And I think that he's got the aggression to make some good moves and put up some good times and pass people well. And I'm also going to pick Checo for number three. I mean, he's had some good drives lately. And I think that he's just, it's, it's about time really that we see a little bit more from him through this season. So I'm really hopeful that he's going to end up there as well. Uh, it would be really nice to see the two Red Bull drivers again on the podium like we did before. So uh, I, I'm hopeful that Checo will have a good showing as well.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to go a little off the board this week. I Uh love it. I love it. I think this is going to be another race. Uh, Just due to the track, I think, and, you know, the firiness of Austin. I think we're going to see another Lewis Hamilton. We're going to see another (laughs) Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen crash this weekend.
2: Would not be surprised. Yeah, I think that's entirely
1: possible. especially Especially on the first turn.
0: Yeah, the first turn can get a little dicey, especially when doing a little small overtakes or doing some overtakes on the straights. Uh, you know, I just think it it again, it's a big weekend for everybody. And I think if Max gets behind, he's gonna really push it. Um, so I'm gonna think I'm gonna say they're both gonna crash out because based just based on what they said about DNS are gonna be bad. or, or Total came out saying DNS are gonna what makes a break um, a weekend. Correct. Yep. So I'm gonna go Valtteri's gonna win the race. <laughs> yeah okay i'm gonna go a charles leclerc second place
2: Interesting. Okay. i think
0: ferrari are pretty rapid and he's had some pretty good success here in the past with that illegal car in 2019 but i think the uh the uh engine is going to suit them well this week and in third screw it let's go danny rick <laughs> he's in austin <laughs> He's going to wear that cowboy hat on the podium. So I got to go VB Charles and our boy Danny Rick in third place because I think there's going to be a crash this weekend. I, I I I don't know. I think this this is crunch time and I really think this could be an opportunity. I, I think this is going to be a really opportunity for people to jockey some positioning. And in that case, I think Max is going to I think Max and Lewis are going to take each other out.
1: Speaking about Max Verstappen, I don't know who wants to answer this, but did you guys see that uh, article? Um, he did not want to partake in uh, Drive to Survive.
2: Honestly, I wish he would because I think it's been such an interesting season to get a lot of commentary on. But I also understand why he would want to opt out from that. And I know for him, he's saying part of it is that he didn't feel that everything was accurately portrayed in the seasons that he participated in. And they made it seem like there were rivalries that didn't really exist. But I mean, it's it's definitely still been a stressful year for a lot of people. And if we think about the larger trend of things, like if you think of Naomi Osaka opting not to speak to the press and getting fined and a few other people just trying to focus on the sport and keeping themselves going. I'm not totally taken aback by it, but I really do wish that he would choose to participate because I think that he would have some interesting points to make and to contribute to the conversation, especially knowing that Hamilton might be a part of it. And with what's gone on between the two of them, if it's overly one-sided, I think that it'll paint 2022 with a very broad brush that might not be flattering for Max.
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I think it's a terrible idea that he's not doing drive to survive for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, he was recently voted the bet, the most favorite driver in F1, according to a recent survey. So it, you know, he's kind of the face of formula one right now, him and Lewis are the face of formula mm-hmm. one and that drive to survive. Yeah. I know it's, it, there's a lot of people give it a lot of flack, especially online of the, the depictions that they have the race and kind of the, you know, the fake, drama that gets presented by it but i think there's such a big title fight this year that i think drive to survive has enough content alone in that to really be able to use that as a platform to grow the sport worldwide and get more fans and i think when you need when you have an opportunity like that to grow the sport on a worldwide scale through that platform and drive to survive you need your faces to be there. You need Lewis to be on it. You need Max to be on it because those two guys are pretty much controlling the sport right now and how they're and how the championship is going. So as the faces of F1, as part of the faces of F1, Max needs to be in that drive to survive. And I think it's a little selfish on his part. I get that he's trying to focus in on winning the races this weekend, like winning the, the championship. But I really do think it's a disservice doing disservice to F1 by not being in that drive to survive, a a big platform of how they've been able to grow the game or grow their popularity.
1: Um was it is it the NFL that you get fined if you don't go to a press conference? Yes. Yes,
2: because that was what happened with Marshawn Lynch and the whole, I'm just here so I don't get fined and why they were giving him skills.
1: Or, okay, so like he actually showed up in eight Skittles and he's just like, I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah, he literally said that in the press. Yeah, conference. he literally
2: said it. I'm just here so I don't get fined.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Um,
2: and the same thing happened to Osaka. She got fined because she uh, wouldn't speak after one of her matches. I think at, I want to say it was the French GP this year for tennis, but it's it's across a few sports. It's like your obligation that if you want to play, you have to do the press as well. So as much as I don't think that Max would get fined for this, if it becomes an ongoing thing where he wants to step back from some other things too, I'm, I'm curious if there'll be some kind of penalty uh, either from the FIA and F1 themselves, or if Red Bull, cause they're like, that's part of the shtick. If you're going to be the face of the team, you've got to step up.
0: Maybe I'm too new to the sport, but I don't picture F1 media as toxic as like tennis is or as the NFL are. Like I- for instance like you you saw max when they had the uh, press conference with lewis and when tom clarkson asked that question max was pretty stern and saying we're not answering any more questions about our crash in silverstone deal with it and move on and they respected that so i i do think there i do think um the f1 racers have that ability to really just stand up in that environment to the media and i think the media respect that and i and in a sense, I don't think it's as toxic as the other major sports, but I might be just—I'm just new to, more new to that than I have seen in the past of other sports.
1: Yeah, like I definitely like when. I think when during the, the, uh, when, when we were just trying to think of talking about like when the Schumacher era was like the amount of media that would like if, especially in the documentary, we haven't talked about the documentary, but the amount of like times the media would follow him around and stuff. So it's definitely, um, I, I, I have to disagree, Andrew. And, um, I know I just like, just, we don't usually go over time for our pods, but we can maybe talk about this after Austin and just be curious to see what, how that goes is, I, I can understand. Maybe it is more internal. Just thinking, okay, you know what? Let's just focus on the race. Let's just focus on the season. You know, let's not pull a, other teams getting involved in all this like outside politics of media stuff. But yeah, I, I think uh, we can definitely dive a little bit more on that on the next episode because um, I'm just I'm just mindful of time. Actually, um, I just want to say, really excited for this weekend's race. It's good to be back. Uh, I can tell you just walking in the streets of Toronto, people, when I wear my Ferrari jacket, I'm getting more people talking about me about F1 than probably I did earlier in the year. Um, and uh, actually, Erica, don't you have some big event on Monday? Do you want to tell the pod?
2: I do. So for the people who don't know, which would probably be all of you that listen, i um, <laughs> I'm part of Second City going through the training program and so a whole bunch of us have decided to for the first time since the pandemic because we can do it now put on our own live show at the Social Capital Theater by Broadview Station. So if y'all go on their website you can find tickets to the deliberately offhand Monday Spectacular Live and see me and a few of my Second City friends doing the fun stuff and making stuff up as we go.
1: So Not only that you subscribe to this amazing podcast, but you go out and support Erica on Monday night and and, and her Second City friends.
0: Please do it. Link to the tickets will be in the description.
1: Yes. Thank you, Andrew. I will make sure the video gets posted tonight. So on that note, it is me, X Richie, and going down to Erica. Bye. Going down to Andrew. See you later, y'all. Have a good weekend. And have y'all great i can't even do it um have a great weekend and we're looking forward to the u.s grand prix uh make sure to hit that subscribe button make sure to like me on youtube uh twitch and follow us on soundcloud and uh we'll see you guys in the next episode oh oh. come back now you heard yeah like and subscribe like and subscribe like
2: Like and subscribe and subscribe and subscribe
0: like and subscribe
2: (laughs) like and subscribe